Hey, welcome to another episode of Tangents with Toby. It is a nice, fine, beautiful day today. And I thought I'd just come upon and have a wonderful conversation with you guys. As you can tell, the sound quality is a little bit better. And that's because I bought a new microphone. It's not the microphone that I originally wanted to get. It was meant for the kids' Xboxes and stuff like that, but, you know, for five bucks, I figured, screw it, buy it, found out I actually loved it, and the sound quality is really good. Alright, the reason why I wanted to come upon and talk to you, I have been kind of obsessing more and more and more with... Retro, retro gaming. The one part that I do have to say is the path that I took for the video games from when I first started playing to where I am now. I absolutely do not regret anything. One of the reasons is because of yesterday. So, TJ, Emery, they went to a birthday party and they swam. Well, this is the kicker part. Alright. So I wanted to download Road Rash. So I went downloaded from my discs Road Rash 3D. And you know, I actually found it really enjoyable. Like, the graphics you can tell it wasn't meant for the, uh, what it had what we have for televisions today like it's hard to explain you can tell you can tell from back in the day where you're supposed to have like that tube TV resolution at 27 inches or 20 inches something small like that then boom it's beautiful but right now with the quality that we have for computer monitors the 4K television, pretty soon the 8K, of course, it's all going to be different. I played Road Rash 3D, enjoyed it. I also enjoyed the soundtrack, too. Trust me. Did a little bit of Google history search. I found that Nintendo had Road Rash 64. Thought it was a perfect opportunity. I have an emulator on my computer. So I went on, found it, downloaded it. Oh. My God. The Nintendo 64. Don't get me wrong. You do have great games. Like there was a WCW game that was absolutely the S. As a positive. And you have GoldenEye. And then I guess there was Mario Kart and stuff like this. But Road Rash 64... It was so hideous that I deleted the game and the emulator. And I literally decided that I'm going to stay away from the 64. It was that bad. I know GoldenEye was one of the games that was revolutionary when it came to gameplay four players, everything like that, like, it 
seriously enhanced game playing ability. Like it was just Nintendo was up and above in general. Like they were ahead of their times. Maybe I should give them a little bit better of a chance with their system and their games. I'm not even gonna think twice. Like it just it was horrible. Let's just say if I could draw the screen, I would absolutely put better detail into the game that would be enjoyable. I just cannot believe how bad this actually was. It's, it leaves me speechless knowing that Nintendo 64 standards were probably this low for so many of them. Uh, it could have been just me and it could have been this, just this game. But it sucked. Rating between 1 to 10, it was a 3. Number, if it was 1 out of 10, it turns on. 2 out of 10, you can play it. Number 3, that's basically right where the rating starts. 3 out of 10 is Rotorash 64. Rotorash 3D for the PlayStation... That's up there. That's probably about a seven and a half out of ten. That's how much I actually enjoy this. You're questioning me on the path that I took when it came to video games. Well, it started off with the Atari 2600, Nintendo, Sega Genesis, PlayStation, Xbox, 360, Xbox One. And I also had a Game Boy in there somewhere. It just, every single system, it had a reason for going in that direction. Nintendo, it was because my friends had it. Genesis, because my friend Pete, he had it. Uh, PlayStation, the reason why I picked the PS is because I played it over at Brad's house and absolutely enjoyed it. <laughs> the Xbox, it was because Al had it, and when I went back to PlayStation, the graphics just were not how I remembered it. The Xbox, it, it was just mind-boggling. I know I could have went with the PS2, um, like I said many times before. The reason why I never went with the PS2 is I didn't find any difference between the PS1 and PS2. It's just that simple. Uh, then I just stuck with Xbox ever since. And my kids are Xbox fans as well. There's just so many more chances and opportunities to play PlayStation 1 games. And that's the reason why I've stuck with it. Oh! Also! I showed TJ the Panasonic 3DO. That brought back memories. Like, crazy memories. Because I remember being, like, super young, walking into a uh, an electronic store, and all of a sudden there was a 3DO hooked up to a TV. Played it, fell in love with it, wanted it. To find out there were, like, 700 bucks back in the day. And this was, like, uh, 
early to mid 90s it was absolutely incredibly insane but man it was great it destroyed all the other uh, video game systems out there but of course the price tag it sucked if you want to do a little bit of reading what I need you to do is just go and do research on the Panasonic 3DO because with the 3DO they had a business platform that was actually one of the smartest that you could ever imagine the thing that they did is all the other companies they decided to have you know royalties like uh, at the time you would have Nintendo and Sega Atari the difference is that to game publishers the low $3 royalty rate per game was a better deal than the higher royalties paid to Nintendo and Sega for making games for the console so that was one of the reasons that the 3DO was a little bit better than Panasonic and Sega. Sadly, the price tag absolutely destroyed the 3DO. The whole console wars in general... Oh, what the hell? Somebody got stuck. What the hell is he doing going in through the ditch? Dude, that's not a road, dumbass. There is a guy who literally, instead of driving a couple hundred meters... Oh, he got out. Well, S. Okay, instead of driving a couple hundred meters, he just went through the ditch and got stuck. And eventually got out. And no, it wasn't a Chevy or a Dodge, it was a Ford. <laughs> Alright, um... The Quantum Wars, it's just... It was absolutely insane on how it just was created. And how it got to where it was was mind-boggling. Like you had Sega, you had Nintendo, and that was the, the two major players at the start. Sega Master System, NES, Sega Genesis, Super Nintendo. Then you had the Sega CD, Sega 32X, and that was a combination that I found interesting when I was doing a little bit of research. Because with the Sega CD and the 32X, that alone, right there, those two machines, proved how powerful the Genesis, or yeah, the Genesis actually was. Where Nintendo, they did their own thing, boom, new system. The old from what I read, the only real reason why the 32X came out as an addition and being so cheap at $150 back in the day was because it was kind of a filler for when the Sega Saturn came out. And it just absolutely bombed. One of the reasons why, besides it being an add-on, was a lack of games and some games required the Sega CD with the Sega Saturn people were you know saying that was a massive bomb the issue f 
for that was it had the technologies and the capabilities to be one of the best systems on the market within a 10-year span. There is a little documentary on how Sega became as big as possible. One of the reasons why it became as possible is because there was a gentleman who decided to take Nintendo on head first. They seen that they could be cheaper than Nintendo for system-wise, so they knocked a bunch of money off. They said, we're more powerful. Why are you with that crappy machine Nintendo? You know, it worked. Sega came around. But with the Sega Saturn, they were having more trouble finding the computer chips that they needed to actually run it. So they couldn't get the full value of what they wanted. When they were building that, the guy who came upon in the Sega Genesis era was either fired or let go or something like that, where he didn't do... I I wish I watched the video before I talked about this, but they basically let him go. They released the Saturn with what they had in a cheaper version, which of course the Saturn didn't take off. So they scrapped it. Like they basically just did a puzzle and just shoved it on the floor. Then they brought the Dreamcast out. Well, of course, you know how the Dreamcast came and gone. But the guy who was creating the Saturn had a vision and had technology that could have made that particular machine incredible. It, I do believe it still had internet hookup for online playing. Don't quote me. There was a video, The uh, Life and Death of Sega or something like that. If I can find it, I'll retweet it, but I probably won't, so you don't have to worry. But, yeah, it was actually a really good, interesting video. And I recommend anybody trying to find it and watch it. So you had that, the, the highs and the lows. You had Nintendo just doing their own thing until they were trying to work with Sony to create a better system. And to me, it kind of seemed like they were trying to compete with the 3DO as well as Sega. Instead, Nintendo basically gave a finger to Sony. Sony backed away and says, well, we got the technology. Why don't we just go and create our own system? And guess what? The rest is freaking history. Now the only two real major players out there is Sony and Xbox. Pound for pound, if you take a look at Sony and the Xbox, or Microsoft, Microsoft has had an impact on video games, especially when you had a modem built into the Xbox, as well as a hard drive. Where Sony, you had to have the adapter and memory cards. So Microsoft did actually upgrade their system. And it was unbelievable that Sony was crapping their pants. So when the uh, PS3 came out, they had to match what 
the 360's done. Even if you go online and talk to all, like, all these different people, there's tons of people that says the 360's still the best system ever made. Me, personally, I still play it and I still love it. I've never played a P... Yeah, wait a second. Yes, I've played a PS3. And... Uh, the only thing really beautiful for it was the outlay? I don't know. It was just that. Um, so the 360, I loved it. And... I got sidetracked. I don't really know what I was gonna, was gonna talk about that one. Oh well, you gotta let to life learn. Not quite sure. Oh yeah, Nin Nintendo. That was one of the kind of the systems or the companies that I find really interesting because they had ideas. Because when they went from the 64 to the Nintendo GameCube, even to the Nintendo Wii and the Wii U, they are rewriting video games to the point that either Nintendo or Sony and Xbox could follow it, or they could just throw their middle fingers in the air and just compete with those two, leaving Nintendo off by themselves. Because with the cartridge of the 64, they went to the Nintendo GameCube. Where the Nintendo GameCube, it was meant, again, for a fun family. You could buy uh, so many different accessories. You could play the Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, etc., etc. on it. You could go online, you could do this, you can do that. You could put a screen on it, you could take it everywhere. You can hook all of them together. There was a lot put into the GameCube. But it was the little discs that caught me. Oh yeah, speaking about discs, I gotta talk about Sony. Then from the Nintendo GameCube, they went to the Wii. Unbelievable. You actually had to work with it. You had the controllers, you could punch, you can do different things. You're actually getting work into it massive props for them the Nintendo Wii U it was kind of a combination of the Wii and the Switch and with the Switch it revolutionization yeah I can't say it don't laugh Jesus I heard you laughing at that of the handheld you could either play it on television or you can play it in your hand anywhere you want to go. Um, it just was insane. What I wanted to talk about was the Sony and what they have done. When it came out with the Sony PlayStation 2, the PlayStation 2 was incredible. Just because it has a Blu-ray disc, it's one of the Blu-ray disc players, and to this day, the Blu-ray has been popularized by Sony, and it's been, I don't even know what to say, how to say it, it's just been incredible. Alright you guys, it's been 20 minutes, I'm slightly losing my voice, so instead of beating a dead horse, I'm just going to let it go. If you have any questions or comments, tangentswithtobi at gmail.com. 
Tangents Toby on the cross all social media. TJ is uh, having his very own show. Tangents with TJ. Yes, I know. But it made him smile and I'm very happy. He wanted to get into it, so I'm making it. We do have two shows already done with between Emery and TJ and TJ and myself. I was going to load TJ and myself to my show, but I decided that I'm not going to. I'm going to upload it to his account. But in the meantime, I got to go. My voice is crackling. I feel like I'm going to lose it pretty soon. So thank you for tuning in, and I will catch you next time right here on Tangents with Toby. And I promise that my voice isn't going to sound like this next time. Peace.